0: We're on the record. I'm Senior Supervising Producer Maureen Harvey, in for Cast. Good morning. Everywhere you turn, you're bound to run into advertisements touting weight loss medications, calorie tracking apps, or new diet strategies. What does it look like to reject these voices and embrace your body as it is? The play, I Will Eat You Alive, explores this radical idea and more. Presented by Interobank Productions, I Will Eat You Alive runs January 25th through February 10th at the Vauxhall Theatre. A note to listeners, this conversation includes discussion of disordered eating. Joining me to talk about I Will Eat You Alive is Baltimore artist and playwright Katie Heilman. Katie, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Maureen. Happy to be here. Can you set the scene for us? Where does I Will Eat You Alive take place?
1: Well, physically, I Will Eat You Alive takes place around a giant dinner table. Um, So the audience is invited to join in this big lavish meal along with the actors. Um, But I I think the table is actually set in my brain and that these three fat women that are hosting this dinner are actually three prongs of me. Um, So the, the three fat women invite the audience to join them in a multi-course meal uh, to celebrate one of their decision to lose weight, Um, sort of playing off this idea of people wanting to, you know, especially this time of year, um, sort of announce on Facebook, like, hey, like, diet starts Monday, like, aren't you so proud of me? And uh, I wanted to challenge that idea that, you know, why are we only celebrating weight loss? Like, why, why not celebrate weight gain? Like, for some people, that's actually a good thing. So just challenging that status quo so over the course of the um, meal each course is sort of um, it's either a diet or a workout trend and a story or situation from my life that builds around that story or situation there's dieting there's workout we talk about ozempic um, and then at the end we get to a moment where we talk about food freedom and being released from diet culture and fat phobia and uh, it ends in a big celebration so the courses are rough like there's a lot of trauma that gets talked about in this play I think there's a lot of trauma when anyone's talking about their body but fat folks in particular um, but my my hope is that people will leave um, feeling empowered and inspired by using the word fat truly um, my hope is that fat will become a, a good word or not even just a good word like an excellent word that everyone wants to be.
0: And I wanna pick up on your use of the word fat to describe the characters in the play, to to describe yourself as well. What do you like about using this word or why do you use this word? I think it's a matter of reclaiming the word for some people. Um, the word fat gets
1: used only in a negative context in our culture, in our society. Um, and, you know, I wanna try to really challenge that, turn it on its head. So like, I like that when I use the word fat to describe myself, it, it gets under some people's skin, right? You can see when when you use the word fat in a space um, where that, that word isn't normally being used. So like, normally we only hear um, people talking about weight in areas uh, that are weight loss centric. So things like weight loss meetings or, Overeaters Anonymous, things like that. But to, to just, just simply describe yourself as fat, I think it's shocking to some people. And uh, it makes me personally, it makes me feel brave. It makes me feel part of something bigger, part of a community. Using the word fat um, just makes me feel a part of something so much bigger. And I find a lot of comfort and power in that.
0: I want listeners to hear what this dinner party sounds like. Can you read part of a scene for us? sure um
1: so this is uh the soup course um and i will just read a little section of it this is a dish my mom used to make just for me almost every day i can see it now my mom my dad my little sister my dog all sitting around the table eating something different than me but who am i to complain when i get something so special when i eat this i feel good i feel empty I feel healthy,
0: I feel thin, it's broth. And this scene about the broth, is that something that you drew on from your personal life? All of these courses in the play are
1: things that I've experienced in my life. Um, Some of them I I, I dressed up a little bit more, right? But this idea of um, being young and Before you even have a chance to really know yourself as like a young person, you're taught that your body is wrong and not good. And that you need to eat something different than everyone else. And I feel like that thought, you know, really has stuck with me my whole life. Um, and I, I find similar stories from other fat people, fat women, fat femme people that they sort of start their relationship with their body on a bad note. Um, So as this course continues and they're drinking the broth, we go into some memories from when these fat women were younger and experiences that they went through that I went through in, uh, you know, trying to find themselves as young fat people. Um, A lot of it is like questioning, like questioning God, really, you know, why did you make me this way? Why would you make put me in a body that you know isn't meant to be respected and loved when i see you know my thin peers being respected and loved
0: you said that using the word fat to describe yourself makes you feel brave how did you get to the point where you felt ready to write this work so this play came about initially
1: um for my mfa my master's thesis in theater at towson and a year before so 2017 i decided at 27 i was not gonna diet anymore um and that was like a really radical thing for me to decide um my therapist helped me decide that i was gonna do that you know after growing up just sort of you know yo-yo dieting my whole life it was scary to be like okay i'm just gonna embrace my body as it is and when i decided i was going to stop dieting i actually started struggling with an eating disorder i feel like i've always been struggling with that but i couldn't didn't feel permission to call it an eating disorder until it got really out of control and i had to go seek help i uh, i did intensive outpatient treatment for bulimia so as all of this is happening i'm you know really thinking about my relationship with my body and how that's changing and ultimately learning in eating disorder treatment that you know being fat isn't my fault. And I think we like to tell fat, fat people that, that like, this is your fault, you did this to yourself, like you deserve to feel a certain way um, because you're a certain size. But, you know, being an eating, eating disorder treatment, I, I learned that it's like bigger than that. You know, our it's in the fabric of our society, you know, if you wanna get that big, but um, it was difficult for me to find um, like comfort in treatment, truly like that, it was it was complicated. But um, I did learn how to speak up for myself and um, defend myself in some way, ex- some sort of like acceptance that I hadn't had before. And so through all of this, um, learning all of this, I became really empowered, sort of by the fat positivity movement and these communities that I had found on Instagram during my time in treatment so I I knew I wanted to do a play about fat bodies when I entered Towson mm-hmm. um, but I didn't know that I was going to be the person to write the play until I took Juanita Rockwell's playwriting class uh, while I was at Towson and that just sort of changed everything for me I I feel like I I finally had permission to tell my story on my terms, especially, you know, if you think about the representation of fat people that we see um, in TV and movies and plays, it's usually, you know, we're the butt of the joke, you have to feel sorry for us, or, you know, we're there to support like the thin lead character, you know? I I found so much joy in being able to write my own story using my own language about my body, sharing my experience in a way that I felt that I, felt I could use all these negative things that I've been through, challenge the narrative that we have around fatness, and you know, I just sort of, I couldn't stop writing after that. So the play happened because of the playwriting class at Towson, is the long story short. <laughs>
0: This is On the Record. I'm producer Maureen Harvey speaking with playwright Katie Heilman, who will direct the upcoming production of I Will Eat You Alive. The play draws on her experience with diet culture to confront societal expectations of women's bodies. There are social media posts read aloud during the play. Some are demeaning, some are threatening, and others raise concern about the health of overweight people. What's your reaction to that? last kind of comment
1: yeah i feel like fat people are you know persecuted publicly for their health like if you ever go read the comments section on you know any any sort of post about obesity which i don't like to use that word that's like a medical term that um i i feel like doesn't you know it that to me feels like a neck more of a negative word than fat Um, just because of all the negative medical connotations that come along with that. But people feel empowered to play doctor when they when they see like a visibly fat person or there's an article about Ozempic or something. Um, people will chime in saying they're so concerned about, you know, promoting glorifying obesity is something that we often hear. Um, and a lot of times that person is just, you know, trying to exist, like just trying to be... A regular person you know you can't tell anything about a person's health just by looking at them looking at a picture of them so I think the the, the ragging on the health thing is like an excuse for us it gives permission for us to, to um, invade these fat people's space um, which I think, you know, because fat people are different, especially visibly fat people who are comfortable in their bodies, like, people are really threatened by that. Um, so you know, like like any marginalized group that um, finds its voice, I think, you know, it's going to be attacked by the, the status quo.
0: There are a few free events that are taking place during the show's run, including a plus size clothing swap and a storytelling event with Two Strikes Theatre Collective. And you have an event with a therapist. Tell us about that.
1: Yes, so we're doing a sort of roundtable, casual discussion with um, Kayla Stansberry, who is a fat positive therapist. That's quite literally her um, handle on Instagram is fat positive therapist. Uh, And I had always been following her. And when we started doing social media for I will eat you alive she reached out to the i will eat you alive instagram and was like hey like i'm from maryland like i would love to make a connection and i was like so pleased to hear that you know this person i'd been following all along lived in baltimore so we we made a connection and she's just going to come in and respond to the show um just coming out of someone who you know has more more titles more knowledge than me just sort of you know putting my story out there if they can help intellectualize it or um, moderate a conversation that might be difficult for audience members seeing the show um, to have that's that's what that space is meant for so um, like in uh, i'd say like a semi-educational space
0: almost i will eat you alive is funny it's dark but most of all it's very vulnerable What do you hope audiences walk away with?
1: I'm very interested to see how people react to this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, In the 2020 production, I got a whole range of it. I had people come up and, you know, did try to, you know, doctor me saying like, you know, it's not healthy. How could you promote this, which was, you know, fun and interesting. And uh, I was prepared to handle what i wasn't prepared to handle was how deeply it touched some people like there were some uh i think about like my dad's girlfriend coming to see it and she had you could tell like no one ever had told her that like you don't have to be on a diet and like you're fine the way you are like she was like weeping crying mm-hmm. um so i i i guess like I want to touch people, right? And I'm I'm shocked at how deeply it touched people during the 2020 run. So I'm hoping to do that again. I mean, I just, I I just want fat people to know that you know, they're allowed to be visible and allowed to take up space in a big way. And I feel like, you know, this is my way of doing that by putting my story out there. And I'd love to hear more stories, honestly. Like that's, I'm interested in. Um, making connections through this show and and just like making more community and learning more about how we can support each other. What else
0: can we make together? Katie, thanks for speaking with me. Yeah, I love talking to you, Maureen. Katie Heilman is the playwright and director behind I Will Eat You Alive. The show runs from January 25th through February 10th at the Vauxhall Theater in Baltimore. At the On The Record page at wypr.org, we have more information about the show and the free community events taking place during its run. Short break here when we're back a stoop story about love, loss, and acceptance. I'm On The Record Senior Supervising Producer Maureen Harvey in For Sheila Cast. Stay with us.